Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome to episode number 30. Woo! 30! I know. It feels like a big milestone, doesn't it, babe? I feel like it, because it's been every week, like this is 30 weeks. That's more than half a year, girl. Holy moly. I know. Yeah. How are you doing, babe? I'm doing good, girl. I really, really am. We are coming up almost on October. We got Thanksgiving here in Canada, Hi. right around the corner. My youngest is about to turn two. So lots of exciting things going on. Yeah. Speaking of milestones, those are all really like the, the number two. Do you feel really good about that? I find Corley hit two and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, you are a little miss fucking independent. I love it. And holy fuck, I hate it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But oh my God, she is just a wild fire just tearing up the place. And how do you feel about Sally? Definitely wildfire for sure. Um, in terms of like where he is at at two, I think it's just different because he was the he was my preemie baby, right? right? So yeah. I'm like by two they say like oh yeah they've caught up they've essentially caught up for the fact that they were a preemie. So based on where he's at at two, the pediatrician's like yeah he's good to go, it's fantastic. Like I think two is kind of where we at the beginning we're like okay when we get to two we're good to go. Yeah. So I think that's why that feels a little bit more like it signifies something yeah but yeah he's yeah he is a wild child two monkey boys at home but i love it well tell us about what just happened to his eyeball and was literally just before we hit record here guys she's telling me about this thing uh, anyways you tell us Mm, totally totally if you have kids you know that like things are just crazy but when we bought our new house we were like oh we're gonna get this beautiful live edge table Mm -hmm. it's gonna look fantastic in our open concept amazing uh living room kitchen space yeah so we buy this live edge table guys it does p.s it does but sully paid the consequences i know but the corners on it are sharp as fuck which i wasn't thinking about i was only thinking about aesthetic so poor little sully i mean he does have a lot of bumps and bruises in his life but he took the like corner of the live edge table right to the eyeball like gushing blood and as it's happening i don't know if you guys if you're listening and you have kids often as it's happening you're just really hoping is this an emerge trip or is is this not an emerge trip (laughs) and i think like as much as you're worried about your child you're just like serious not serious do we need to go do we not need to go and you're trying to like you're in this conflict as a mom like shit it's kind of pretty bad i don't know and i do think there's that piece for a couple of minutes where obviously you're consoling your child trying to get the bleeding down trying to like make sure it's iced if it needs to be iced but as it's happening you're also secretly thinking like okay if we're going to emerge who's handling the other child what's that looking like and so yeah it's looks pretty brutal right now it's his right eye it's kind of cut up and he's got kind of black and blue but He's, no emerge trip. There was no emerge trip, okay. and yeah, we did a little bit of ice. Took two people to hold him down, and he'll be okay. I mean, I don't know, poor buddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, but it is. It's that space of like, is this an emergency thing or is this a band aids and ice pack thing? Band aids, ice packs, and, and a show. Can we? Can we? Can we yeah. divert here with band aids, ice packs, and a show? Yeah. Oh no. Hold. Maybe sometimes and popsicle, so, popsicle yeah. too. Like and sometimes they jam the teeth, and their like right. gums are bleeding. You're like, maybe a popsicle. Or freezy right totally. yeah yeah but, and then there's the other ones where you're like oh no everybody load up we are going right immediately so it's, yeah but yeah. it's fun it's funny as a mom i'm sure the person listening that is a mom is thinking the same thing you're like oh my god that's so me it's like as a mom you're not thinking about like immediately in this like moment i need to handle this thing you're thinking about that yes. but you also have this like brain that's thinking four steps ahead about like 100%. i have all these other kids to organize these things to do okay 
do whatever you need to do over here. But at the same time, you better be thinking about what's going to happen next because totally. your instinct goes off. It's like, I need to handle all these things. Yes. We can't just sit here, especially because some things would require immediate attention. For example, my other son broke his fucking wrist like a couple of weeks yeah. ago, finally just got that off. Right. So totally. Well, and so again, if we're just like sharing kid crap stories we were out for a walk we were down by the pond i was with Coralie. the boys were in the bush with cam and all of a sudden i hear this like murderous scream and i didn't know if it was felix or nolan this? this was like two weeks ago okay anyways it was just like it was right before school started so it was like the monday before school started and we're like we're gonna have a low-key day at home mm-hmm. it was literally yeah the monday before school started and nolan got stung by hornets in the bush oh. seven times oh, one in the back of the head God. two on the hand three in the arm like just anyways he was oh poor dude and it's the day before his first day of school oh. literally the first day of school is tomorrow mm-hmm. he looks like can he go to school tomorrow i'm like yeah, I hope so. I'm not sure. We'll see if he's allergic, right? Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, total chaos. But it was in that space where I'm like, okay, I need to just make sure he doesn't stop breathing. Because if he does, like, ah, oh, right? Mm-hmm. And bless Cam's heart. Oh, my gosh. So they're in the bush. And we all have walkie-talkies because we're just, like, funny dorks Amazing. who like to That's adventure perfect. around with walkie-talkies. And be like, what are you guys doing? Right? Anyways, so I'm, like, literally on the walkie-talkie. I'm like, what's going on? Screaming, wondering, do I take my two-year-old flaming into the bush when there's clearly a crisis? I literally, girl, I honestly, <laughs> what crossed my mind was, is there a bear? And I'm like, we don't live in bear country. There's no possible way that, or there's no probable way that there was a bear. But the way that it was coming across, I was like, oh my God, they're being chased by something. Anyways, so Cam like gets the boys out of the bush and he's just like, run! I'm like, oh my God. So I like, I'm grabbing Coralie, which is also probably bad, by the arm. And I'm just like holding her up and running. I've got Nolan under my arm. We're chasing up the hill, which you've seen at our place towards the monkey. I'm like, oh my God, I don't even know what's happening. Anyways, we get up there and um, bless Kim's heart. He is standing down there, letting all the other bees sting him. So Cam had like so many stings too because he was just like because they would have chased us yeah and so he's just standing down there like i'm oh my gosh yeah anyway so that was our like crisis-y moment of like life but um just to chime in on all the you You know what yeah no no and i mean like that totally leads into today we were actually talking about procrastination excuses, mm-hmm. motivation, all of the things. Yeah. And we've just kind of led in with these like situations that like are kind of crisis like ish ish. Yeah. We kind of need to deal with them immediately. Right. Yes. And so as we lead into today's conversation, talking about excuses, talking about things that are pulling us away. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a great way to lead into. Obviously in those situations as a mom, as a person who has crap that you have to deal with, I think those are very viable excuses right now. If I don't handle this thing, shit's going to go awry, right? Like you need to handle what's going on in your world. And I think when it comes to excuses, it's you determining is my excuse actually valid? Getting very honest with yourself and saying, is that really valid? Or am I just making a fucking excuse? Well, in our stories, like, I honestly think, like, if you were supposed to be doing a workout or eat healthy or whatever the fuck was going to go on in your world that day, you needed to handle this other thing. And that's okay. Oh, my God. Girl. So, absolutely. I think it's the difference between reasons 
and excuses. Mm, I, think I of, love that. I think of excuses as like, I should, but I don't want to. And so I'm going to come up with a thing that is invalid, like mm-hmm. you said. Whereas reason, there's a reason for this, is valid. And oh my God. So when you said that, I wasn't, this didn't pop into my mind. Coralie was eating a wrap, like a piece of bread, but it's a wrap. Anyways, she walked up the stairs. I was in the middle of a workout. And all of a sudden I hear Cam say, are you joking? And I hear him like pounding on her back. And I like drop the weights, chase up the stairs. And she was totally fine. Like it just got caught in the top of her mouth and all is good. But that would have been like, that's a reason to stop working out. An excuse would have been, I just want to watch the next Lucifer on Netflix or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And so anyways, that's just like, I think reason and excuse is such a great way to put that into context for the person listening. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we we both work ourselves. We both um, see that show up in our own lives, but we also probably see it with clients Mm -hmm. big time. You in the fitness industry and me in the world of energy, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of excuses. And there are sometimes valid reasons that some people who are super duper rigid are viewing as an excuse. You're like, girl, that's a reason. It's okay you missed your workout that day. Um, totally. Your husband got rushed to emerge. Yeah, you're supposed to work. You're supposed to miss that workout. Like, it's totally. all good. Totally, totally. And I think that leads into one of the key pieces that we wanted to talk about today, and that's the four tendencies, yes. which is an amazing concept by a researcher by the name of Gretchen Rubin. And she created this amazing thing called the four tendencies. And this essentially is how do do I respond to expectations? Oh. When somebody expects something of me, how do I respond? And there's four ways in which that may show up. And the interesting part when it comes to these four tendencies is when you're trying to figure out how do I take myself from point A to point B, if you know how you respond to expectations, you can set yourself up for success. So for example, if somebody, actually, I look at you and I go, hey girl, go do that thing. How do you respond? If it's a hell yes with my soul, I can't. No, if I'm like, Ash, okay, Ashley, go mow the lawn right now. Fuck you. Bet you go, you go to that place. Whereas somebody else is like, oh, somebody asked that of me. She told me to go do People that. People-pleasing tendency yeah, versus yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, rebellious right? tendency. Totally. I don't even know what the tendencies are. Questioner. And, questioner. Uh, questioner would go like, oh, why do I need to mow the lawn? So we're going to go uh, through all of that. So like if somebody looks at you and says like, uh, hey, go do that thing. How do you respond to it? So when you're setting up habits, <laughs> I say fuck you. Yeah. You okay. Are, so guys, this is you, the thing. Anne just mentioned um, the four tendencies. I don't even know what they are. So we're going to dive into it because Ashley knows nothing. And if you're following along, the questions in the quiz I'm going to take you through. You can write down your answers. You can do this self-reflection. Ashley has no idea what I'm going to put her through. But it's essentially like when somebody tells you what to do, what the fuck do you do? Okay. Okay. So you ready? Yeah. So the two types of expectations that show up are like your outer expectations. So it's like your work deadline. You got to get it done by this certain date. Maybe your friend asks you to do something. Those are like your outer expectations. Then your inner expectations are things like, oh yeah, I said I was going to do that New Year's resolution. Or I said that I was going to start meditating. Why am I not doing that? So those are like your inner expectations. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we decide for the two. And then depending on how we respond to those two Mm. things, you could either fit into four categories. So as soon as you know your tendency, you go through it. You're like, 
okay, now instead of trying to say I'm going to do the thing, I need to set up the systems in my life to have it so that the tendency that I naturally go towards, I have a system associated with it. So for example, if you're somebody who like does really well with outer expectations, so if you tell me that like I need to do something, I'm the type of person who will do it because I love you. I told, yeah. like Ashley asked me to do that thing. I love that. Thing an me. external thing. Or if you are really thrive on your inner stuff, it's like you actually don't give a shit if anybody else is relying on you. You're more so motivated within. So we're going to figure out. Where I'm somebody you- who needs that lawn cut. Yes. Because that's what feels good to my soul. Or okay. I'm going to do it because I told myself I was going to do that thing. Oh. Right. And so you figure out where your tendency is. And then your system to create a habit change is it. associated with it. So we are going to essentially figure that out. We're going to go through some situations. Mm-hmm. Figure out how Ashley is going to respond to the situation. You I'm a little gonna, nervous, guys. guys are, I'm along for the ride, but I, I, as I'm reading them, I invite you to do it and then figure out, okay, this makes sense. And then we're going to dive into our results when okay. we get to the end. Do you have an idea of what I am? Just based on oh, what yeah, you you're me. Okay. You're me. So I, you're <laughs> oh, I'm the same as you. You are literally going to get to the same as you. Oh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. But anyways, the four tendencies. Here we go. Okay. okay. Guys. You ready? Have you kept a New Year's resolution where you weren't accountable to anybody else? So like a yes. resolution like yes. drinking more water or keeping a journal. Okay, you said, just wait, you said yes, but there's four answers. Oh, sorry. Girl. There's sorry. always four answers. Okay, okay, there's always four answers. There's always no. four answers, but okay. it's a yes, but why, right? So, okay. so yes, I'm good at keeping New Year's resolutions, even ones that nobody knows about but me. Option two. Yes, I'm good at keeping resolutions, but I make them whenever the time seems right. I wouldn't wait for the new year. January 1st is an arbitrary date. If I decide that I want to do something, I just do it any time. Number three, I've had trouble with that kind of resolution, so I'm not inclined to make one, whether at New Year's or any other time. When I'm only helping myself, I often struggle with being consistent. Option four, no, I hate to bind myself in any way to anything. A. I make New Year's resolutions. I keep them. I like to talk about them because I like, I do like it. Does it need to be January 1st though? It doesn't need to be January 1st, but I do like new beginnings. It, so I'm a combination between A and B, I would say. Because, so I've made my thing, it doesn't have to be January 1st, but it was end of, oh God, this one was end of February. So I guess B. You do good with fresh starts. I do love fresh starts, but I also, I'm somebody who edits my goals. Mm-hmm. I revise, I edit, I add. Mm-hmm. So, um, a or I did B? A. I did A. I did A for you. Okay. Yeah. I, that was my gut instinct. So A. So one of eight questions. Question okay. two. What statement best describes your view about your commitments to yourself? Option one. I make a commitment to myself only if I'm convinced that it really makes good sense to do it. Option two. Nope. If someone <laughs> If someone else is holding me accountable for my commitments, I'll meet them. But if no one expects anything of me, I often struggle to stay consistent. Number three. I bind myself as little as possible when it comes to commitment. And number four. I take my commitments to myself as seriously as my commitments to other people. Four. All right. We hope you guys are following along. (laughs) Number three. Number three, at times we feel frustrated by ourselves. Are you most likely to feel frustrated by, option one, your constant need for more information? 
as soon as someone expects something to do something, I don't want to do it. So it's kind of like a rebel tendency for number two. Number three is I can take time for other people, but I really struggle to take time for myself. Number four, I often feel frustrated because I can't take a break from my usual habits, even when I want to. B. I heard, I heard somebody say to me the other day, they're like, yeah, my dad's this way. He says, I will sit in a pile of shit if you ask me nicely to do it. But as soon as you fucking tell me I must, there's no possible way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I recognize that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing. Question four. When you formed a healthy habit in the past, what has helped you stick to it? Option one. I would say that I'm pretty good at sticking to habits, even when no one else cares about those habits. Option B. Doing a lot of research and customization about why makes me keep the habit because I understand the reason why I'm doing it. Option three. I could stick to a good habit only if I was accountable to somebody else. Option four, usually I don't like to bind myself in advance to a particular course of action. Oh, it's between A and C. Can you read A again? A is I'm pretty good at sticking at sticking to habits, even if no one else is ca- no one else cares. <laughs> <laughs> no one else is caring. Um, oh, again, I l- yeah A. I All right. Question number five. We're halfway, guys. If people complain about your behavior, you'd be least surprised to hear them say what? Option one, you stick to your good habits, ones that matter only to you, even when it's inconvenient for everybody else around you. (laughs) Option two, you ask. Do I need to hear the rest? you (laughs) You ask too many questions. Option three, you're good at taking the time when others ask you to do something, but you're really not good at taking time for yourself. Option four, you only do what you want to do when you want to do it. (laughs) Okay, okay, Okay. I'm going to be a total jerk here and make you repeat the question and the answers because when when I heard the question... I had a different thing in my mind, okay. and so I'm... So people are complaining about your behavior as a person. Okay. What do you think they're actually complaining about? Okay. That's okay. me rewording the okay. question. Thank you. Yeah. Do you think... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to narrow it down, because I know the two that you're debating. <laughs> the op- These are the ones that Ashley's down to. She's down to A and D. It's totally I know you. So A is you stick to your good habits, ones that matter only to you, even if it's inconvenient for everybody else. Or option oh, D. D. It's D. You only do what you want when you want to do it. D. It's D. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. No worries. You're not a dick for doing that. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Which description describes you best? A. You are disciplined. Sometimes, even when it doesn't make sense to be disciplined. Option B. You always ask the necessary questions. Option C. You always put other people first. Or option D, you refuse to be bossed by anybody else. D, and I'm starting to feel like I know what the tendencies are. There's like a people pleaser. There's a rebel. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so these are, now, now we're getting to a little Sorry. tricky. There's three options. You disagree, um, you're neutral, or you agree. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay, guys. This is question seven. People get frustrated with you because they ask you to do something, Oh, okay. People get frustrated with me because if they ask you to do something, you're less likely to do it, even if it's your boss. 
Are you, would you say that you... I agree. You agree, okay. Just by the fact that somebody has asked me to do it, I'm not likely to do it. Do it. Yeah. I would agree with that. Okay. You do what makes sense according oh. to your best judgment, even if it means that you ignore the rules or other people's expectations of you. Agree. Okay. Commitments to others should never be broken, but commitments to yourself can be broken if needed. So if you committed to somebody else, I disagree. You, you can't. No. Next one. Sometimes I just won't do something just because somebody else asked me to do it. Agree. I, I mean, people would describe yeah. me as a people pleaser. Disagree. I don't mind breaking the rules. In fact, I often enjoy it. <laughs> Fuck. Agree. <laughs> Shit. I know. So you are literally <laughs> like me. All right. Are you guys ready? This is then. That was the last question. All right. You guys ready to find out Ashley's, just, I, Ashley's I, results? I, yeah. <laughs> Before your you, tendency yeah. is a... Oh, rebel! <laughs> Shocking. So I'm the same as Ashley. So rebels <laughs> resist all expectations, outer and inner. They figure out what they want to do. So you ready? Yeah. Let's run through the report. I'm the same as Ashley, which is interesting because I hire coaches to keep me accountable. We're saying, but I like, also I love accountability. But I won't blindly trust a coach if the coach is like, "Oh, go do this." You're like. I'm going to ask why. So I'm like, oh, I'm kind of like a questioner. Right. But generally, if like somebody's just like, go do that thing, I would naturally go like, I would either rebel or I would, I would ask why. I wouldn't go like, oh, you just told me to do that thing. And then, then I just have to. Okay. So can I guess them before I read any of the tendencies? Can I guess okay. what they are? Uh, yeah, yeah. Cause I have the description right here. Okay. okay so upholder what? is the first one. So the okay. upholder was the first one uh, that we were diving into. We're so like, anything you say or you commit to, you're a thousand percent. I, I do what others expect of me and what I expect of myself. Yeah. So that's where your inner and outer expectations are like, no matter what I yes. fucking do it. Yeah. That's okay. that person. Okay. What's the second one? People pleaser. There's, there's uh, one two obliger. that I think is like obliger is, okay. is a people pleaser. There's one two where it's like they need a ton of research. Questioner, to, oh, okay. So the questioner is: I do what I think is best according to my judgment and my research. If it doesn't make sense, I won't do it. Okay. And then the obliger is: I do what I have to do because I don't want to let anybody else down. Okay. So I just do it. And then we have us, which is <laughs> I do what I want in my own way. And if you make me try to do something, I probably will do the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because I feel like, oh, and Angie and I just took a picture here before we were podcasting as yep. like a funny. And we're like, oh my God, we look the same. Like we look like siblings, sort of twins. I don't know. Anyway, so we're giggling because there's like so many things about us that are very similar. Yes. Case in point, we're both rebels. But I also feel like we comment things very differently. When mm -hmm. you do the, like, would you rather, you and I were almost, not always, but very often on different, like, if I want to travel space, you're like, I want to travel the ocean, right? I want to see the sea. You want to see the mountains. Like, it's very, so it's funny that on these, like, big points, you and I, like, find this, like, hilarious places of commonality. Totally, totally. So I think with rebels, so when it comes to expectations, I'm just trying to read. So how do people motivate us? So rebels resist all expectations, <laughs> outdoor or outer and inner alike. So uh -huh. they choose to act from a sense of choice and freedom. Right. We essentially are like, we wake up and think, 
what do I want to do today? And I think for us, because we're highly motivated intrinsically, mm-hmm. what do I want to do today is often in alignment with the inner expectations. Yes. I just think even when you're going through the questions for the quiz, you're like, ah, well, most of the time we struggle to not have control. We struggle for somebody else to tell us what to do mm-hmm. because I think so often our intuition goes like, oh, hey, me over here, I'm not cool with that thing. And it's not a bad thing. I just think often we naturally fall into leadership roles. So yes. we're often not um, yeah, not in that position where there is going to be a lot of like outer expectations, right? And I also think, too, one of the things that I abide by is I am the expert on Ashley. I've been her my whole fucking life. Yeah. You haven't been me ever. And so I will take what you have to say and I will appreciate it. And you might be an expert in your field, which is great. But if it doesn't line up with my intuition, who is me, Mm -hmm. I can't trust you over top of me. So if you're like, girl, you need to work out eight times a week. I'm like, but I know me. I know intuitively. That's not just up my alley. And you're like, yeah, but you must. If you want this goal, you must do that. I'll be like, okay, but I I I can't I can't because I'm gonna miss out on my kids I'm gonna miss out on suppers I'm gonna whatever right and so exactly exactly yeah, okay, so let's dive cool. in let's dive yeah. into it because it goes through all of this here Ooh, it's gonna okay. go through how to inspire a rebel and and then kind of like how we function yeah, right yeah, so well, as you go through it you may come up with something different but rebels place a high value on being authentic to themselves Shocking. and being self determined. <laughs> Right. Welcome to Ashley and Angela. Uh-huh. They have an unshackled spirit to what they do. They work towards their own goals in their own way. And they refuse to do what they're supposed to do because they can accomplish whatever they want on their own with no expectations by anybody else. It's important that rebels do a really good job at effectively doing anything that they choose to do. They seek to live up to their own identity, their own values, and their own goals, and they don't care what anybody else thinks about it. At the same time, rebels are very frustrating for those that are around them, (laughs) often because they can't be asked or told to do anything. Unless it's a matter of living up to their own values, they can't be persuaded by an argument such as people are really counting on you you should really do that thing and that really reminds me to last week's episode people are counting on you to get the vaccine in fact asking a rebel to do something just makes them do the opposite the people around rebels must guard themselves against accidentally igniting their spirit of opposition for example trying to argue them thinking that they're going to challenge and persuade them to become something else rebels will always resist control and will always resist against rules and expectations. They do not do well with supervision. Okay. <laughs> All right. To inspire a rebel. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. most effective. Cam, Cam are you listening? Because you're married to a fucking rebel. <laughs> to inspire a rebel to act in any way. The most effective tactics. Appeal to their identity. Many rebels place a high value on their idealistic identities, such as I am a loving parent. Or I'm a strong, engaged boss. I'm a successful entrepreneur. So when it comes to trying to inspire them, they're much more likely to feel empowered if you are to build up their strength, independence, and 
focus on their experience. Um, but of course, it's up to you just to decide what you want to do when you're having that conversation with them. You really need to reinforce that freedom is within their control. Mm-hmm. Mm, so they tend to resist habits because they like choice and freedom in creating their own habits. They like to be spontaneous rather than um, rather than being scheduled or planned. And that's where I think we may be like a rebel blend uh-huh. because I think we're kind of a little bit planned and scheduled, but also yes. we like to create the plan and schedule, right? For sure. You're a time blocker and I'm a list person. Mm-hmm. And we both do well with accountability. Totally. So long as it's in alignment with what we've chosen to sign up for. Yeah, I think we do well with accountability, but I think the biggest part for accountability for me is like, yes, it makes me do it because I would say that I was going to do it. Which is an internal thing. Yeah, but it's internal to the external where I said I was going to do this thing and there's an external person who is holding me to that sort of thing. Yeah. I, yeah, I think, I don't know, I feel conflicted because I do feel I agree with you. But I think what the rebel part is like, I just think we would rather, we are like a rebel in that don't tell me what to do. But we also do well with the like accountability piece of somebody saying like, hey, this is what you're supposed to do. And if you really trust and believe that that person is making the right choices for you, we're good with it. But I think yes. if we really struggle, if we don't believe that most people would be making the best choice or that's right and that comes back to that thing that I was talking about where it's like I'm the expert on me but if mm-hmm. I'm not the expert so for example Ange does my workout programs right I want to be fit I want to be healthy I want my body to move and be strong and I recognize that I'm not the expert in that field and so I place my full trust in you because I recognize that you are a better judge of what I can do so long as it falls within a certain parameters, mm-hmm. right? I can work out four days a week and this is what I have to work with. Yes. But as soon as I go to, if I were to give you a workup plan and you were to be like, okay, well, girl, A, you didn't listen to me and B, I'm just going to fucking not do that. Right. And you wouldn't go like, oh, Ange knows what's best for me. She just put this together. I have to do it. I yeah. have to do it. Totally. But I think there was a time when you you were preparing for a certain like photo shoot and I was like, hey, girl, this is what I'm thinking to do with your next plan. How do you feel about that? And as soon as we had that conversation, you were like, yeah, you're right. For these four weeks, I can do a little more. I can push for these next four weeks to do more cardio, do more workouts. I can. But that conversation was presented before versus, hey, girl, here you go. Here's your workouts. And you look at it and you're like, ah, this is not what I signed up for. Totally. And I think oh, as soon yeah. as we had that conversation, you were like, okay, you know what? I'm good. Four weeks, we're in, we're out, we're good. I'm totally. good with that. And it's so, so I think I'm as soon as your coach does that, I think you're okay with it. I think it's that if the person just throws it on you, I really struggle with like, dude, someone asked for, I'm probably going to question it. Yeah. Right. And it's so funny because I, and maybe you knew my tendency moving into us working together, but prior to Ange and I, ever like doing any workout stuff or like her programming for me. The first thing that she said to me was, so I had lost a bit of weight based on like a a candida plan that she had put in place. And she's like, okay, do you want to move your body more? Do you want to eat less? And I was like, oh crap, I got to decide. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, I definitely want to move my body more. I want to continue to eat a shit ton and drink my wine. And she was like, cool beans. 
pick four workouts and do them for 15 minutes. Just like cycle them through. You pick any four. Any exercises, anything. And I, I don't like, even care. Did you know that? I'm like, did you just know that I was a rebel? And you were like, pick four, any four, no problem. Where I was like, oh shit, I can do that. Right? Like my rebel tendency was like, I get to choose. I have choice. I've chosen that I want her help. She's helping me. Right? Like it kind of blended into that first thing of versus it being like, okay, I'm going to sign you up for this thing and you're going to do it because I've told you to do it. And you're like, no, that's not how Ashley operates. Yeah, you don't operate <laughs> that way. A lot of people that come to me are obligers or questioners. Questioners are going to be asking me a lot of questions. A lot of obligers are just like, oh, whatever you say, you are here. You hold me accountable. Whatever you say, I will just do it. Yeah. And, and I I'll be like, how many workouts do you want per week? And they'll just be like, whatever you say, it's up to you. Whatever you it. say, I'll, I'll do, do it. it. I'll just make it happen. And I'm like, okay, it's okay. We can work that way, but we need to naturally progress away from that way because right. There has to be a place of you that goes, this feels really good for me. Yes. This is really what works for me. Let's try five. You don't like five. Let's have the conversation four weeks from now to go like, hey, you know what? We tried five. That was really exhausting for me. I really struggled to get that in. Even though you can do it for maybe a month, maybe two months, you have to have that check-in place, that self-awareness place, that place to go like, hey, yeah, I did that because Ange told me to do that thing. But your coach needs to have that conversation and go like, hey, but actually, how did that feel for you? Right. And when you sit down and you're like, okay, oh, I'm going to get vulnerable with Ange. I'm going to say that. I think when I first know people, obviously, I knew you before our coaching relationships. Mm -hmm. I knew that that made sense as the most that made sense for us, but I think a lot of the times when people come into our world, as we're having that conversation in the initial consultation, or maybe they've done a different program before, I'm really getting to know what makes sense for them. And it's funny because you will present something like the four tendencies and present that to them. And they're like, oh my God, that's totally me. Mm -hmm. And I mean, even like with the rebel tendency, if somebody is a rebel and they have hired you to be their coach... That is fucking hard. Because they literally are like, here's your plan, here's your meal plan. Oh, fuck. They're not doing any of anything. They're doing fuck all. They're doing fuck all. And they don't know why they're not doing fuck all. Mm -hmm. So why am I not doing that? I'm like, okay, well, let's just dive into, like, your other relationships. Let's dive into your other choices. Yeah. Typically, when somebody tells you what to do, they think they hire a coach. They think they're, like, set for golden, yeah. right? Yeah. They hire it, and I'm like, okay, what happens when your husband tells you what to do? <sighs> I really don't want to do what he, what he tells me to do. I'm like, oh, interesting. Okay, what happens when your mom tells you what to do? Oh, I really don't want to do that. I'm like, oh, okay. So what happens when the government tells you what to do? Exactly, right? And they naturally go into rebel. I'm like, okay, so your inner and outer expectations of what needs to be accomplished. Mm -hmm. My thinky your brain is going like, oh, yeah, do that thing. Okay. But the inner and outer expectations are like, you hired me to be your coach, but you're naturally a rebel. And I, it's great because I'm also a rebel. And like, honestly... 99% of people in this world can tell me what to do and I would not fucking do it because that's just me. Yeah. And so that person has hired you as their coach expecting like, hey, she's going to give me the game plan and I'm just going to do it. So part of you that is just like rebelish. So let's yeah. just go into, okay, choice, freedom, all the stuff, even though you want the blueprint. Right. Okay, you need choice and freedom. And I really noticed that even with my oldest son, he needs choice with everything. If there is no choice, he is going to be super rebellious in everything that we do. Yeah. But as soon as there's choice, he's like, okay, I got this. I got this. And we used to start when he was younger with just two choices. Now we're like, okay, no, he can do A, B, C, D. He can handle four choices yeah. that vary a lot in, okay. And now that he has that ability, 
we're like, okay, versus me being like, okay, here's your outfit for the day. Okay, we're leaving at nine o'clock today. Okay, we're going on a bike ride today. It's like, hey, Theo, we're doing this, or we're doing this, or we're doing this, or we're doing this. Sully's voted for this. Dad's voted for this. Mom is voted for this. And we're having that conversation. And I it really, that. really helps mm-hmm. with the choice part. For but sure. I think. Because he's a rebel. Oh, he's totally a rebel. Oh, I love that. So as you're saying these things, I'm like, Coralie is so a rebel. Nolan, so a rebel. And Coralie, she's at a point. And your oldest is totally an obliger. Oh my gosh, bless his soul. He's He's totally an obliger. obliger. And Cam, my husband, he is absolutely a questioner. Oh, yeah. He will research every... Oh my gosh. I'm so, I'm super spontaneous and Cam wants to like research every fucking detail of every goddamn thing. A spreadsheet. Oh my God. We had a spreadsheet for our names for our children and he had it color coded. So the ones that we would rank a certain way would go super green and the ones that we were like lower ranked would turn yellow and he had it come to an average. Like, but don't you go like, oh, it's great. It's it's amazing, but you're also like, I don't you feel like Can't you just go inside and decide what feels good? <laughs> exactly. 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 But it's this process. So it's beautiful it that is. you honor it, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. Okay, so what about your family? What about what? So, so you okay. and Theo are rebels. What about rebel. Sully? Just based on what I know about him, Woo! I feel like he's a fucking rebel, but I don't know. He is well, yeah. Well, we don't know if he they're questioners. Even... Yeah. No, we yeah, don't know yeah. if he's only two. Right. He's only two, but he does not know the word yes. He only knows the word no. You're like, uh, do you, do you want the thing? It's he honestly wants to communicate yes, yeah. but he only knows no. Yeah. It's like no. <laughs> Still looking at you with the beady little eyes, like that means yes. Yeah. But like, ah, uh, probably a rebel though. He gives you like the look back that I'm like, you're totally communicating rebel. My husband is a questioner. Uh-huh. Why do we need to do that? And when and what time? And he is totally the questioner. And I remember you telling me about when you guys were purchasing a carpet. So I purchased three carpets. Maybe none of them are great choices. I just purchase a new one every like year or two when it gets gross. But we were talking about carpets and how we've been disappointed. And it drives Cam crazy because it's like, you're spending 200 bucks on a freaking rug that I don't even want here. I'm like, uh-huh. True. But I do. And so... 200 bucks in, in the whole scope of things for me, I'm like, not a big deal. Um, but you were telling me about all the research that Jamie put into this like carpet that you guys bought. I was I like, know. holy crap, this Good is one. overwhelming. I just got to go purchase a carpet. <laughs> we bought one from Walmart and it was not the right fabric and he drove him crazy <laughs> to inspire him that for every carpet since it's been like super extensive research of yeah. the fabrics, what's cleanable, yeah. what is good for this. And, I love that. I just don't go there. I go like, you look pretty. I like you. And until I don't like you, <laughs> I'm going to have you. Right? But do you not look for some things. Yeah. Like we went shopping yesterday with a couple of girlfriends and we we're talking about coats. And I was like, I feel like with a coat, I will invest a lot more money knowing that it would last multiple years versus just being like trendy for one season or whatever. For sure. So I feel like with coats, I feel the like, girls that you were shopping with, because I was supposed to be on this shopping trip, but wasn't, which was, I was exactly where I needed to be. Um, but I'm thinking of the girls that you were with, and I'm thinking of the one girl who is like, she's a fashion diva. She's a fashion expert. She's purchasing the coat for this season. Exactly. Exactly. So she did, which is fine. Okay. But as it was going on, she's like, oh, that looks so cute on you, girl. And I was like, 
just don't think you're functional for five years. And I just don't think if you're functional for five years, I can say yes today. And A, it wasn't my color. B, it just like didn't make sense. So I do think with the carpets or with the coats, I think for some things, it makes sense to question. It makes sense to go like, oh, oh and I'm so grateful is- that Cam is because there's yeah. so many things that I'm like, oh, you have come to a conclusion there that really brings this to light. Thank you. Totally. totally. And so leaning into that when it makes sense. But he also leans into my stuff too. We were supposed to purchase a truck and it was like turning out to be a whole schmozzle. If you've listened to all the way along, you probably have heard the truck story. And he said to me, he's like, it's not meant to be. I'm like, oh, but we put so much time into this. We've already put the down payment. Well, he's like, no, the universe is telling us this is not our truck. And I was like, just for the fact that you've said that, do whatever you want. Like, you're just going to bleed into my realm of... Just like trust the universe. Totally. It'll show up when it's meant to like trust the signs. Um, so totally. we, we make a blend of that, but he is for sure. And so it's funny because I think of you and Jamie, if you guys are in like, you're literally the same dynamic as both of us. You're mm-hmm. a rebel. I'm a rebel. Mm-hmm. He's a questioner and Cam's a questioner. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. funny. Interesting. Yeah. And I think for the person listening, you've went through the tendencies, you've been kind of like, okay, yeah, when you, I figured out my habits, I've been thinking about my expectations, but why do I just sit on the couch and fucking procrastinate every day about the thing I like want to be doing? Yep. I think for the person that like continually procrastinates, I think so often we want to do something that is actually not in alignment with our fucking soul and then so we sit procrastination to me is like it's okay to like do your test like for me i will literally launch a project and i will stay up all night and get that shit done i will literally not Mm -hmm. sleep and i'm totally a procrastinator because i work really good under pressure and i know that i'm like if i have three weeks to create something it'll be okay but i'll lollygag if i'm like okay this program launches literally tomorrow at 7 a.m. Yes. You need to get it done. I will get it done in a way that I'm different mentally. So I think with procrastination, I think it's for you determining, do you work well under procrastinating? Do you work better with a shortened timeline? Right. And then the second part is if you're procrastinating, I think so often people are procrastinating on shit. You just don't want to do it. And that's okay. And so it's the difference between procrastination and avoidance. Are you avoiding it because it's not lining up with you? Are you procrastinating because you do better on a shortened timeline? Mm. Right? Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. So maybe, yeah, that's an interesting way of comparing it. But I think with, uh, yeah, I guess it's determining, or is it something you actually are going to have to do eventually? Right. Like procrastinating, I feel like it's like eventually you have to do it. Right. Procrastinating to me in my mind is like, no matter what, whether you do it today, tomorrow, 10 years from now, you're going to have to do it. Procrastinating is like in- inevitably at some point, either you or you hiring somebody is going to have to do it. Yeah. Avoidance is like, oh, I can avoid you and I'll probably be able to avoid you forever. And if I don't do you, it's really not that big of a deal. Right. Because procrastinating to me is more like pushing it back. Right. But okay. So the thing that pops in here is dentist appointments, making dentist appointments for yourself and your kids, for example, do you jump right on that? Do you get it done? Cause fuck, this is every six months. We got to do this. This is the way it is. Or do you procrastinate and push it off and push it off and eventually get to a point where I fucking have to do this because their teeth are rotting or like, or can you avoid it where you're like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a weird blend between procrastination and avoidance because I naturally, my anxiety tendency is avoidance, mm-hmm. avoid, avoid, avoid. Mm-hmm. And that's, 
anxiety makes me want to avoid things. And then there's that procrastination piece, which is part of my rebel nature of just like, I also operate better under pressure or like a shortened timeline Mm -hmm. where it's like you have one hour before your kids have to get to school and you must get your workout in because you also need to X, Y, and Z this day and you will not have time until 7 p.m. And I am not working out at 7 p.m. So there's like a, literally a 55 minute window where I can work out and it has to happen between here and here. I'm like, I like crush that workout. Whereas mm-hmm. if I don't have to, there's like 17 pauses and it's a 30 minute workout that turns into a 57 minute workout because somebody needed this and somebody did that and I need to pop this in and did it like so I don't know is it Mm. interesting interesting question you've asked about the the dentist appointments so I don't know how you feel about dentists so I thought was like my son just had one on Friday so it feels very like fresh of mind my older son had one and I was thinking to myself, like, he probably does a shitty job of brushing his teeth. We always just let him brush his teeth. He's almost six. I'm like, mm-hmm. so, like, the dental hygienist is in. She's cleaning. She asks me the question of, like, do you help him brush his teeth? And all I'm thinking with total judgment to myself, I'm like, if you say yes, and she goes, you need to do a better job. Mm. Like, let's literally wear my brain. But I was like, well, honestly, most of the time, no. <laughs> I do not. Oh, well, he's doing a really good job. I'm like, okay, perfect. <laughs> then the dentist comes in and it's like, yeah, no cavities, great oral hygiene, amazing. I'm like, amazing. <laughs> amazing. But I was totally shocked by the entire thing and feeling a little bit like weird. The dentist is weird to me in that way because I had a lot of cavities growing up. Like, I just think my whole genetics are a lot more like cavity prone. Like, the dentist always said your teeth are too close together. When you would floss, even just cavities should just percolate because your teeth are too close together. Whereas my... That's Felix. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if there's more space, that doesn't happen, which is more so our older son. So they were like, yeah, you're good. But yeah, I don't know. It was one of those things where like, uh, yeah, we just made it right away. And then they were like, hey, do you want to make your other one in nine months? I was like, okay, cool. We're already here. Cool. That makes sense from an efficiency standpoint. If I was at home and it was like on the to-do, like call and make a dentist appointment next June for your kid, I wouldn't be thinking to myself like, oh, that's an immediate priority. But because it all like, yeah, he had a totally. positive, he had a positive, <laughs> he had a positive experience. I was like, okay. But I do think if it had went like, a different way I might have not have been in that same headspace because ah. the dentist is a weird place for me I don't know how you I like same that's why I picked it because mm. it's something we typically avoid yeah most people well, avoid, I avoid it because I, I feel like I avoided it even as an adult for a lot of years same because I was like you always had cavities and even when I would go as an adult like now I remember I got like my last appointment was like oh yeah you have three cavities Jamie like talked to me he saw like the um benefits bill he's like how the fuck do you have three cavities as an adult? And like, it happens all the time. And I also actually haven't one in 10 years, but like maybe you as my husband don't know that, but I was like, <laughs> oh. so yeah, I do have three cavities and they're going to have to fix those. And it's fine. Cause your benefits covers it. It's like, I've never had an, I've never had a cavity in my adult life. And I was like, well, I'm not that person, but I think it's a genetic it's, thing. And it's but. not, it's, it's literally has nothing to do with how much or how well you do that thing. It is very genetic. Um, so funny because I literally... We share that in common though, which is funny. Yeah, it is funny. I had... Okay, so well, I wear contacts. I also wear glasses, but I wear contacts. And so 
I was um, one of my contacts. I'm literally, I was literally on my last pair of contacts and one of them fucked up. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to wear glasses. I can't do this. So I called my, um, my optician or my optometrist place. And I'm like, so just wondering if I can like get another pair. She's like, um, well, we can't give you another set until you've come in for an appointment. It's been three years. I'm like, oh, and I also avoid that place because it's just like, it reminds me of the dentist. So anyways, I, I'm like, okay. So I booked this appointment all good. And she's like, so your next one is like, your eyes are in good health, blah, blah, blah. Like, um, we can book that appointment two years from now. And I was like, yeah, do it. Right. Because I was there and it's like, I'm, I'm just going to avoid this until yeah. I literally have no contacts left and you will not let me push it another six months. Cause that's where it got to where, and I feel like the dentist is a similar place where I'm like, until I have a toothache, I don't want to go there. Right. So there's that piece of avoidance, which comes into that excuse place or is it a reason? Do I need a very good reason to go to that place where it's like, there's no other option or I wear my glasses or I live with this toothache or right. So it's, it's funny that that motivation piece. I think we exist more likely in the reason place of like, this is a viable reason. I think it's hard for both you and I to do things for things for maintenance. For sure. Oh, I'm just going to go get my oil changed because that makes sense to maintain my car. Oh, I'm just going to go get my teeth cleaned because it would actually save me from the toothache. <laughs> six, whatever, six months online, yeah. whatever. That's just us as natural people. And that's 100%. the rebel part of us. That's like, I don't really actually want to go get an oil change today. I don't want to actually get a teeth cleaning today. That sounds like a waste of an hour. Oh, it sounds like a waste of time and it's so funny. Because it's not like your nails yeah. or whatever. Because there's, it doesn't feel so concrete. But yeah, I think that's the yeah. rebel part of us. Okay, that makes sense because that is literally how I operate. And that's what I tell clients like, so when should I come back? I'm like, it's literally like a car. Unless it's broken, you don't need to come to me. But I recognize there is an importance in, you know, fueling your car, mm-hmm. going for oil changes, you know, keeping things so that when you go in, you're not like carrying the tire being like, well, this thing's fucked. Totally, <laughs> right. Totally. Um, but I'm the, I'm the kind of girl who doesn't take my car to the mechanic unless just because, Oh, it's six months. Literally my husband's like, Oh, on the little fucking sticker, it says we need to be there like 5,000 kilometers. I'm like, I don't even read the fucking sticker. I just wait for you to tell me when the sticker. I'm like, what sticker? Yeah. Or like, for cam, he's like, there's a check engine light on. I'm like, yeah. He's like, do you hear that sound? I'm like, yeah, but if you turn the radio up, you can't hear it. He's like, oh my God. Yeah, but we just exist yeah. in that world. Yeah. I love it. I but love I, it. I recognize that there's a lot of people who don't. And I hope that your tendency speaks to you and that... Gives you some insights of like, yeah. okay, yeah, like when I set up my expectations, when I set up my habits, it makes a lot of sense. If you are somebody that you're like, I need somebody to hold me accountable. You need to have sessions with Ashley. You need to come and see me as your coach. But if you're somebody that you're like, ah not me. Cool. It's setting up your habits. So it's like, okay, I'm not going to work better or work, work less without that accountability. I think it's you determining what works best for you. But other than that, guys, I guess this is episode 30. Good <sighs> luck this week and uh, we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye. Bye guys.